Well, goodness gracious, welcome back to another episode of Welcome to the Woodshed. Very happy to be here in my garage in the isolation booth where it's quiet. We're having a small dilemma in the garage. The dilemma being, I can't find some of the stuff I put away in the attic. And it's surrounded by Christmas stuff. So it's been <laughs> it's going to be a task. Um, anyway, how are you? What's going on in your life? Hey, if you're listening to this and you're a member of a band that's got some music out, maybe even on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Music, wherever, um, you should hit me up. Welcome to the woodshed at yahoo.com. And uh, yeah, we'll talk. We'll get you on, talk to you, see what you're doing, what you're all about, all that noise. So anyway, I uh, want to thank the sponsors. Oh, I probably should tell you who we're talking to today. We're going to talk to Izzy Dead and the Existential Dread. Izzy is I-Z-Z-Y, D-E-D, Izzy Dead. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited. These guys are great. I... <laughs> I've been listening to their music for a couple, ah, probably three weeks, I think, since I first found his PR agent. Uh, well, I didn't find him. I, I reconnected with him. He got me a different artist months back, uh, Wiley Gustav from Wiley and the West Show. We talked, to, we talked to him months ago. So another one from Joe Swank. Thank you so much, Swank, Mr. Swank. Keep it swanky. <laughs> we'll be talking to Izzy Dead, and I'm excited about that. All right. Sponsors. Royal Coffee Roasting in Medford, Las Vegas. I think there's three locations in Las Vegas. Um, Boise, Idaho, and Salt Lake City. Yep, yep. So good. Good coffee. I'm drinking Mexican Morning still. I like it. It's my favorite so far. That one in Jackpot's really, really good. Um, also, I want to thank Moxley Media. Uh, got some things in the works with my employer that I can make and sell online. So we'll see. I'll let you know when it happens. It's a ways out. I don't. I probably shouldn't even talk about it. To be just forget what I just said. Um, also, I want to thank a look design making my logo stuff all, always fresh and clean. So fresh and so clean, clean. So thank you to Sasha and the team. In the meantime, let's talk to. Is he dead? All right. Here we go. Welcome to the woodshed. When I'm feeling like I just don't want to deal with the world today. I go down to the woodshed Where all we do is pick and play Play a song for the underdogs And the happy-going-lucky Play a song for the Californios And East Kentucky And when I'm feeling like I just don't want to deal with the world today I go down to the woodshed well, all we do is pick and play I go down to the woodshed Where all we do is pick and play Oh boy, I've got Colton Sanders of Izzy Dead Izzy Dead and the Existential Dread um, Can't wait to talk to you Thanks for being on the podcast Welcome to the Woodshed Absolutely, thanks for having me I got a couple of uh, questions that, um, well, the first question that I'm going to ask you. Oh, actually, I'm going to hold the questions for a second. I want to acknowledge something um, that I found today, and I, I fucking love it. You have, <laughs> a, you have a playlist on Spotify. Yes. Izzy Dead's Hour of Revenge. Yes. It is 
a fantastically curated playlist. Oh, you like that? Thank you. Oh my gosh, I, I jammed it all day, all day, and I'm not done because at work, you know, I'm not always listening to music. Um, but I, in and out all day, I, I was listening to that playlist, and I love, I just love that you have Colossal on there by Idols, the Idols, which is one of yeah. my favorite newer bands. I, I found the them like, track. man, they're so good. Have you heard the new song by them? I, so what is it? Oh, shoot. You would ask. Now I don't remember. Um, I just, so like, I, I, I heard something they put out on social media like a few months ago, and I was liking it a lot. I don't remember what it's called. I don't think I've heard whatever's newest, though. Okay. Let me see if I can find it it's real quick. It's, they're so good. I, I hope to see them. We don't get a lot of a lot of concerts like that out here in this part of Oregon. Uh, really? No. Um, Portland, yeah. Yeah, you get a lot okay. up in Portland, but that's four and a half hours north of where we live. Oh, wow. The song is called Gift Horse, and it's already approaching 1.2 million listens. I have heard that. That's a good song. I like that. Yeah, what I like is they kind of experiment with, like, sort of a dancey sound, and then it just is angry punk, you know? Like, it's so good. Yes. I love it. So it, they're, good at, they're good at breaking those boundaries, man. I, I, there's several records of theirs that I just I think are immaculate. I also enjoy the older country. I have a playlist I'm working on right now that's called uh, Pop Country is Mid. You know how the young kids... <laughs> <laughs> and um, then... Then I've got a I've got a few playlists that are I've been curating. Um, there's one called "If That Ain't Country, It'll Hair Lip the Pope." Do you know where that comes from? If that ain't country, it'll it'll what the Pope? It'll hair lip the Pope. Hair lip the Pope. It's Don. It's uh, sorry. It's David Allen Coe. It's a lyric. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's a it's a Dak lyric. And then I've got another one that I made for my fake surprise birthday party in December called surprise and in parentheses it's country (laughs) but the the pop country is mid is in the vein of death before pop music yes or pop country pop country sorry um which i made a whole career out of 90s pop country so i i do have a soft spot in my heart for some of the pop country, just not the auto-tuned stuff that we're listening to that have drill beats. You know what I'm saying? Like rap beats <laughs> right now. Uh, I think uh, I think 90s pop country uh, makes a lot of sense to a lot of people, including myself. And uh, I don't know where it, it, it changed so much to whatever it is now. There's so much good country still like being made right now, but at the same time, it, I've heard some of the worst songs I could imagine. Like just something out of a nightmare, <laughs> like as far as the drill and the, the 808s and and country done bad. Like because then you have you have Paul Coffin who just does it so well, right? Yeah. Like that club country beat, and that's amazing. And I wish there was more of that. We but just I've saw him. Of- we saw him back in December with with Tanner Usry, and that was a great show. Heck yeah! I have not seen Tanner Usry yet. I think he played here in Paris a few years ago. I've always heard good things. The way he opens the show is, I don't know if it's every show, but they they put on War Pigs just over the PA. Really? And then 
somewhere in the guitar, they they take it through, and then War Pigs just kind of it's gone. It's done. They're they're it's no longer being played, and they're playing their song now. So they they're following along with the with the guitar part, and then all of a sudden there's drums and everything else. But and War Pig is gone, and it's it it's such a good transition. And as a DJ, I was like stoked, you know, I'm like, oh, that was so cool, <laughs> you know, but, um, oh, hey, I have a, I have a, a quick question, um, reading on the internet today. Can, can Izzy Dead really match the volume of a freight train? Yes, sir. I don't know. Uh, it hasn't been, it hasn't been scientifically proven, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I tell you what, we, we get a lot of, whenever we first started doing this, um, my, my lead guitarist plays a twin reverb. Fender Twin Reverb, and that thing is loud. It's one of the loudest, like, single amp I know of. That's just, you know, a little thing. And uh, and, and people look at us like something's coming. Like like the few years ago when we started doing this in the smaller venues, people look at us like there's definitely something big coming. And uh, whether whether or not they need to get out of the way, they're, they're curious about it. But uh, I, we definitely strive to. <laughs> If you ever play in Oregon, you're you're gonna need to let me know, and I'll come. I'll I'll bring a dB meter and see. <laughs> I would I would be truly curious to know how much I'm going deaf. Because um, <laughs> I mean, I think there's several of us that are. I think I know me and the bassist are big fans of uh, my bloody Valentine. Oh yeah. And, okay. And so, like we we like the loud stuff. We really do. And uh, we we're we you've heard the album, so the album doesn't really get there. Uh, in, in that kind of attitude it does on a few songs, but uh, I think what we got cooking up for, for this year and then next year, it'll, it'll really match what kind of our vibe, our live vibe is. Well, when you get new stuff out, I'll have you back on. Well, we can talk about anything, you know, we, I Absolutely. even, I even do like a listening party every now and then. we can talk about that offline later if you'd like, but um, always love having, having people on Th- this podcast was actually started uh, a little over a year ago after having podcasted for five years under a different uh, podcast name that I actually shut down and put this podcast on the RSS feed of the last podcast. So it right came on. with a, a really nice already existing audience that's growing every day. Every day I get a new download location or few. And yeah. it's kind of wild because I don't use social media at all. It's it's me texting it to friends. It's it's the artists they have on, putting it on their Facebook. Like, man, Arlo McKinley blew me up, dude. Like, it, yeah, the downloads. I was that interview, too. That was a good interview. He's so nice. I, I'm. I, there was a week later, there was a show uh, about three and a half hours up the road in Bend, Oregon, which is a beautiful place. Uh, most of Oregon's breathtaking. Uh, you have the desert, which is kind of interesting, but I couldn't stay there for long. Um, but he ended up canceling the tours and just taking some time off. He's back out on the road writing new music, you know, back into the groove. And I'm, I'm probably having back on. Um, but he's one of my favorites. A- absolutely one of my favorites since I started doing a podcast featuring mostly musicians or all about music, whether it's promoters yeah. or DJs, um, but mostly music. And now and it's here's the funny thing. Um, it's almost all country or or 
you know, country adjacent, if you will. Like it, yeah. it it's almost all country, which is fine for me. Uh, it's fine for me too. I love it, man. Yeah, bring bring me all the artists. But hey, I, how, I like country adjacent for sure. A country, you you kind of have that country adjacent. You know, you've got some rock, some blues, and definitely some country stuff. So it, you're not just playing, you know, uh, friends in low places, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you, I like to say that we're we 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 love rock and roll, but we're from the country. So whatever we do, inevitably is country. But uh as to how far that actually goes into our sound, I think, I definitely think we're a good part of us is country and always will be. Yeah, it's good. Keep, keep crushing it, man. I, I would love to, <laughs> I would love to go to Texas and just walk into a honky tonk and see what's going on. You know, I, the, you can make an entire career out of playing just Texas. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> I've, uh, I've seen, I've seen some folks do it. That's great. Are do you, is this what you do full time? Is this your job? Is is music? Yeah, I, I also do some graphic design, and uh, music is definitely a big part of what I've devoted all my time to uh, recently. So, trying to make it work. I <laughs> I I I think I'm going to pick up one of your hats off of the website pretty soon. I there's uh the dread hat. It just says dread yeah. on the front. And death before pop country on the back. Yes. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I saw that and I was like, all right, I got to have that. I actually work in merch. And so like I can make things, but usually if I'm, if I see something that I can buy online, I'm going to buy it. Um, or if they're out of stock, if I have contact, I'll ask them, Hey, can I flip you a couple of bucks and make it myself? <laughs> you know? So yeah, we're, yeah. I'm able to do that sort of stuff. I don't want to steal, but you know, there, there'll be money exchanged, but I want that hat and I, I'm not going to make it myself. I'm, I'm just going to buy Absolutely. it. How did you all form Is He Dead in the Existential Dread? Well, um, it all started, uh, <clears throat> what was it, about four years now. Uh, the, 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 the bulk of us have been playing together for three years. I met the, the lead guitarist probably about four years ago. A friend of ours introduced us to each other, like, knowing that, that something good would come out of it music-wise. And... Uh, and kind of just, he, he introduced us, he invited both of us out to like a, a bar that just dipped and left us out. And, uh, and we started playing music like that next week. And it's just instantly there was something there that, 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 that lead guitar sound that you hear all over the record. That was there that first time we ever jammed and it was magic. And, uh, I think we found, we knew where each other were going a lot. Like we had that kind of that intuition and sense that, of what was coming next every time we played and um took us about about six months to yeah probably about six months and we found our drummer uh, another another uh musician friend of ours suggested someone we kind of knew but we we didn't know very well and uh we started kind of hanging out and it was it was good a really good fit and um and yeah we just kind of started doing it um bringing i you know i had i have a bunch of music i've been writing music for 18 years now um some of the songs off the record that we just released in october are from two, like 2013 oh okay of. and um and the the other two antonio on the drummer and, and orin vandy my lead guitarist they they really help make those songs what they are now and uh and I, I like the sound we've got going. And because uh, I, I don't know necessarily what it reminds me of exactly, 
but it, it, it touches on all the things I like about alternate alternative country or like kind of what I think country should be right now uh, from from my area at least. It's, it's, kind of, I don't, it's our own little stamp on it and uh, and yeah, so we it just kind of it felt so naturally we couldn't stop playing together, man. Hmm. And we finally recorded a record last year. So what pulled you into doing music? How'd that start? Uh, I, I got, um, I think I just fell in love with music. My dad listened to a lot of music when I was growing up. You know, he's the kind of, he, he would be playing like, he, we'd go from Kiss, which uh, everybody hates on Kiss, but I am a huge fan of, of some of their music, like God of Thunder, uh, 100,000 Years. Like, they have some really heavy tunes. And, uh, <clears throat> And we'd go from that to like uh, like slow rolling low by Waylon Jennings mm. or or some David Allen Coe, you know, and uh, I, I think just just hearing that so much and wanting to sing along, like being my my dad and uh, his friends and some of our family would hang out at this place. It's called uh, Drake's Party Barn now. They've had all kinds of people play there at this point because now it's like a music venue out here, but. Uh, Back when I was a little kid, we would hang out there and play pool and shuffleboard, and they would just all be singing along to you know, uh, to to Mama only Mama tried and to Willie Whalen and me and and all these like and Jerry Lee Lewis even, and it just I think that stuck with me, and I was always hearing music. And when I finally got a guitar at fourteen, that's just that's all I wanted to do. Mm. <laughs> that was amazing. What is your age right now, if that if, if that's fair to ask? Oh, that's fine. I'm, I'm 33. 33. Okay. What a fun age. It, it is a very interesting age. I like to say that to adults when they tell me how old they yeah. are. What a fun age. Because yeah. that's what you say to yeah. about a child. You know, like, what yeah. a fun age. Like, 26 um, was fun. It was all right. 27 was kind of weird. <laughs> I say I like 32 was was a, a weird time for me, but I've enjoyed everything past 40. It passed like 37. I've enjoyed everything. Yeah, it's great, man. It, I'm, my twenties were stupid, like they're dumb. Thirties were like, okay, people stop calling me. You're such a baby, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I think it helped when I grew a beard. I I've got like a big white Santa. Well, it's a little less big now, but I've got a pretty big white Santa beard going on. And I, I, uh, you you uh you got the white gene. I think I got the. I think my hair is gonna turn white by the time I'm in my forties. Are you are you a ginger? I'm not. I have red in my beard, but I'm not a ginger. Your beard might turn white. That's what gingers do. They don't go gray. They go yeah. white. And I'm a day walker, just to be clear. Like, my hair is kind of blonde, but my beard was, like, red. And now there's, oh, like, a little freckle. Might be close to what I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's so good. And it, it's funny because, you know, we take our daughter to Santa. This was, was her second time. And the first time she was pretty young but she didn't really get it at all and cried and it, you know you it would expect oh. that but the second yeah. time she was so good and the santa was like it's because you have the beard <laughs> oh yeah like you're welcome santa this one was easy <laughs> give us a discount you, you, her. <laughs> um, you got her ready for it <laughs> got her ready but um oh i wanted to say thank you um because i feel like it was important that you let me know on your website what you guys look like when you're sweaty yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's an important thing to know. What what is yeah. this band? That was so funny. I'm reading the website and just laughing out loud. 
And my boss goes, what are you laughing at in there? And I'm like, oh, nothing. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> what, do you, what do you look like on a day off? What, what is that like for you? Oh, man. Uh, I hate being seen like this, but I, I'm wearing I'm wearing sneakers and, and jogging pants. Man. Okay. I'm, I'm wearing a, maybe, maybe a cutoff shirt. Whatever is comfortable at whatever moment, like, Texas <laughs> weather is. Like, if it's, if it's hot, man, I'm wearing athletic shorts. I wear those athletic shorts that we sell, uh, the Izzy Dead I saw those. Shorts. I wear those all the time in the summer here. <laughs> man, I, it gets hot here. <clears throat> Excuse me. We've, we've, a normal hot summer day for, for this part of Oregon, it can be about 113. Um, God. And that's the hottest. Really? Yeah, that's the hottest that I, so I DJ weddings sometimes, and that was the hottest day, the hottest temperature I've ever DJed outside for was 113. Um, Dang. And it, you know, it's, it's hard to be outside doing a job for that long. Oh, it was like awful. A, like a performance job. It's it's rough. The because <laughs> you're not necessarily in a good mood. I yeah, and I don't do heat. I'm pale. You know, <laughs> I'm not made yeah. for the heat. You know, but even though the thing is, like Kansas City is hot and humid. It's you know, like it, it's like 90 degrees and 98 percent humidity, and you're you know, it sucks. Like you want to go to the grocery store just for the ice cream section, and 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 because it's air conditioned, <laughs> and everybody back there has swamp coolers. It sucks. But um, the the best part of that wedding was at the end of the night, the groom came over and he goes, man. Thanks. That was a great time. The band loved your what you were doing, and I said, "Oh, the band." And he goes, "Yeah, um, I'm. I'm. Uh, my sisters are married to two of the guys from Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> the, <laughs> most of the band was at that gig, and they were super cool. And their kids all wanted Skinnerd and ZZ Top, and like it was so cool, man. They were. They were. I had no idea that that's who they were, but I felt it like. They're, you know, the dressing was like how they dressed was different. They're all from Huntington Beach. You know, there's a different style. And they were like, they were kind of outside of that, just kind of nondescript, just people, you know, <laughs> it was pretty cool. And the, the, um, the guy Sinister, I don't know his job in the band because I don't, I don't really know the band. Um, I think he's, I think he's the guitar. I, I think he's the guitarist. <laughs> He yeah. was walking around with either a little baby or a, a fluffy white puppy <laughs> for the whole night. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, I want to talk about the song Buried, which will be the first song we'll play. Um, so tell me about that song. How did you come up with the concept? Um, that song, that is a, a song that I probably rewrote two or three times. Uh the original song was kind of out of a, a fever dream, uh, sometime like like 2017-ish. It was never really more than like a, a like a day of kind of little jam demo that I had, mm. and uh, made it in a room with uh, some people. And it, it wasn't really like it, there was something there. Like I, I was doing these vocals, and like it was there was something there for me uh, that I liked, and I, there was a huge part of it that I didn't like. That, that like the music and stuff. So I think I sat on it. I tried, tried so hard to write that song mm. for years. And um, there was one day uh, I wrote that song in 2022. Like I've actually like sat down and just rewrote all of it. And, um, <clears throat> and I don't do that often. I don't usually just sit down and either work out a whole song or just like totally rewrite it from the ground up. 
I'm a person that like kind of pieces things together that I've written over time. I'm very much a person that pulls from lyrics that I already have written because I have a bunch. Okay. And I make things fit. But that day I sat down and I did it and we jammed on that song the next day and it was done. And, um, and I, I think it, it's kind of weird because, uh, it's the, the song's about what it's, it's, you know, it's called buried and it's kind of about hiding like an addiction or like, like this, this feeling of downness and, um, and kind of burying yourself in secrets. And it, it's actually very much about addiction, I think. Mm. And, um, and I was coming to grips with that with myself, but at that same time, there's this kid that we know, uh, and he, he died that mm. day that we were jamming on this. Uh, from a, I think a fentanyl overdose. Oh man! And yeah, I, I think we even hit him up that day. We we're trying to like hang out with him, and uh, we found out the next day that he had died. And and for me, that was uh, it's very much like we're we're working on something in the moment where it does matter, because I don't know how many friends that I have that that could happen to whether or not they're, they're abusing anything at all or just, you know, having fun like on a night, like just a random, random night. And they're just having a little fun that they don't usually have or anything else or me or myself or, you know, just the, the vast amount of people in the world out there that, that like to have a little fun and they could very easily end up, you know, on a, on a, on a late cutting board kind of thing. Mm. And, uh, and that, that song does hit me like that still, and I think it's it's, it's informative that, that I, I I finally had to like kind of come to terms with what was driving me down into the ground and uh, and everyone else too. And so so that song remains unchanged. Uh, we pretty much uh, finished that that week, and then we recorded it the very next week. That's and that doesn't happen often either. But and then came out with that that nice poppy track. Well, let's play Buried.
After after that song, after Buried, I wanted to, um, I just wanted to add um, that it's, for me personally, it it is important to be in touch with people. And we all know people who are struggling with whatever it is. So, you know, there are friends that I have that I know, like, have problems with alcohol. And, you know, I, I might hit them up and they don't know what I'm doing. You know what I'm doing? Yeah. I'm just letting them know I'm thinking about them. Just simple, you know, just yeah. just simple. Because you don't know exactly. And that might be a moment no. where they where they go, man, I needed that. You know, that's keeping me alive today. Uh, yeah. That kind of stuff. So I, I, I want you to, if I could give you anything that never have a meeting you in person it, it's the the encouragement to just just be available yeah yeah and i think i think you're very right about that because i i i have had a, a big problem with drinking uh, throughout my 20s and i'm coming to terms with it now i feel like finally because I, I do have long periods of time where i don't drink and those are the periods of time where I realized how dark it, it it was getting, like in in some of those moments where I just drink every day, and you 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 end up in loops and and and, and like just kind of like unexplainable like just just negativity, you know. And so like when when people do hit you up, it's definitely like a, a nice like little bright like like even if you don't appreciate it or even understand it in the moment, it's like okay, yeah, you you very much. I think you need to do that with people, and and I've, I've I'm trying to do more of that myself. So hey, I you, appreciate you do that. You may get a random text from me every now and then. <laughs> I'm okay. With it. <laughs> all right, I'm cool. okay with it. We'll be best friends. It'll be all right. It's it's all safe. Yeah. Um, Tell me what you're listening to. You're listening to some cool stuff, man. Oh, I mean, it's an all day thing. Um, that it, <laughs> look, I probably spend 15 hours a week, uh, both listening to music and contacting artists to be on the podcast i'm in a place right now where i'm booking april and it's january of course this isn't going to come out until february but (laughs) you know tomorrow's february to be you know to be real about recording um but yeah i'm in a i'm in a place where i stop i'll stop um inviting people because it gets lost down the road for a while you know like if you if you book something in june and it's it's uh march it might get forgotten so i wait a bit you know do the get all the schedule cleared and then start contacting people again and i'm always like two or three weeks ahead so i'll have two or three podcasts recorded that won't play for a week or two weeks or three weeks depending on how many i have in the quote unquote barrel um but yeah, it's it it's I'm listening to music a lot. <laughs> a lot. And the things that get put on in my algorithm kind of blow my mind and uh I found I found Joe Swank, the your uh your PR guy um yeah. months ago and he he got me Wiley and the Wild West show um who I've played in country bars since 1994. So it was like super cool. And then every now and then I get his newsletter and I, I dig through and I'm like, oh, you know what? I want to have this guy on. And that's how that's how you uh, landed in my lap perpetually. Um, not really, okay. you know, but I'll keep yeah. you on my lap. <laughs> not in a creepy way. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> um, just big guy, man. say that again. <clears throat> I said I'm a pretty big guy, man. I'm, I'm like <laughs> I'm like six one two seventy. Right on. Okay, yeah, you you, you might be alright. Let's fight about it. 
Yeah. No. <laughs> Forget, forget about it. Don't you don't want to get your butt kicked by Santa Claus? You'll never. You'll, no, you'll never I, live. I don't. I don't. I also know. Uh, I I don't know you, but I don't know you at all. But I I do know that there the people that generation older than me uh, generally fight better. <laughs> like I don't know what it is. You got you y'all, get y'all are to, crappy. You get to this place in life where you get that thing called old man strength. Yeah. And I'm I'm not there quite yet, but look, I've worked in bars for years. Yeah. And I the thing about bar fights is they're like the best way to get some pretty good training or one yeah. of, right? <laughs> and because you're not you're in if you're sober, you're probably not going to get too hurt because drunk people can't fight. It's like the coolest thing. So like anytime a fight more, would break it's out, usually more of like a a brawl, right. like a falling around on each other it's so good anyway um describe for me the perfect venue setting to play in well i'll tell you um i don't know what the perfect venue setting is i've had i've been doing a lot of solo shows lately and i just love having a crowd's attention Mm. even if let's say let's say i'm not getting paid for it and i if i have everyone in the room's attention there's nothing quite like it um, when I'm with my band, I, I love a, like a good deep room. Um, I, I've loved them as a fan. I've loved playing in them, but those just like long shotgun type venues where the stage is at the fucking, at the, I don't know if I can say that. Before, you get your fine. The, yeah. sta- the stage is at the very back and you know, there's a bar on the side and then there's, there might be a few like tables or like sidebar, like on the wall. And um, it's just kind of a low ceiling. You're at the very back, and you're just you're just rock and rolling. And that that's probably one of my favorite uh, type of venues that I've had a chance to play. Those are most of the venues that we play. Um, like uh, there's three links in Dallas in Deep Ellum that we haven't played there, but I've seen a lot of great acts there. And that's the kind of venue I'm talking about, where it's just it's literally four walls, a roof, and a ceiling. Nice, you know? yeah. Or a roof and a floor, and um, and and other than we've played at this place called Hochatown Saloon, and it's it's uh, the sound is really really good. It's the best sound I think we've ever had. Everything's crystal clear. Wow. Everything's mic'd up, and uh, the the stage is huge, and it makes you feel like a rock star no matter what. Like if you're on that stage, and uh, that that's probably been the other time where I've I've really enjoyed that kind of setup, and it's also just a really beautiful. Uh, area beaver's bin is a very beautiful area to to be able to stay at the cabin out behind the 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 venue and then go for a walk the next morning up in the oklahoma mountains okay i'm yes i'm in let's go (laughs) that sounds (laughs) amazing (laughs) you ever play in san antonio uh no i have not i played in san marcus which is a little south of boston on the way to san antonio but we have not made it that far south yet have you played in? Uh, have you played in Green? Green, uh, New Braunfels. New Braunfels. Yeah. Okay. No, I haven't. That... I have not even seen a show at Green Musical. Oh, um, look, man, you're right. You're I like right there to... compared to me. I, I need you to go and then let me know how it is. Okay. <laughs> right on. Yeah. It's. I think it's. Uh. It's about six hours from me. Okay. Maybe five and a half. In any direction that you drive in Oregon, if you're going six hours, you're, you're unless you're driving diagonally, you're going to be in another state in five. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Here it's it's if, if you if you get on I five and you head south, you're in California in like thirty five minutes, if even that. That's 
we're right That's on the incredible. border. Yeah, we're right on the border. And then if you head east, you'll be in Idaho in like four or five hours. North, you'll be in Washington. Uh, southeast, you'll be in Nevada. You know, it. it and that, and that, that's that. That's incredible. That's because uh, the closest city for me is two hours away, and then the other two cities that are close to us are about two to three, and uh, so we're we're in the middle of nowhere. It sounds like you three hours for you is you can get a lot of lot of lot of ground covered. Three hours for me is I'm south of Reading. You know, like we're on the way to Sacramento at that point, and it it's not a fun drive. You, you, going over the no. mountains is beautiful. Um, Reading is hot as heck, man. Reading and Sac, it's hot. It's so dang hot there. Um, I was gonna say, one year, I think it was about, well, it's almost 15 years ago now. I helped a buddy move from here to Florida, the East Coast, Boca Raton, and we took the southern route. I drove through Texas. El Paso through Houston. Oh, no. God. That's a long drive. 18 hours. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, when you get to, I think it's Sedona, right before you get into Louisiana, it gets super green, and it was, it was beautiful. It felt like I was in a completely different world at that point. And the funny thing is, the day, the, the night after uh, we stayed in Houston, we, we leave Houston and we're literally in Florida that same day, because <laughs> there's you know yeah. it's it's you know once you get through Texas everything else is like real short you know you get the little tiny yeah. tips of Alabama and Georgia right down there in the very most southern part you're just like yeah, Alabama Georgia too. you know Mississippi yeah. and then boom you're in Florida so um, but yeah that that was a hell of a haul man I I wouldn't do that I probably would do that if it was a buddy that needed help I would do that. I've driven twice to Lincoln, Nebraska, which is a 23-hour drive to DJ a wedding. I've done that, and um, I won't do that again. <laughs> that's that's a pretty long trip for one one gig. I love Nebraska. Half of my family lives yeah. there, so I love I love Nebraska. Um, w- when I end up in Lincoln, I'm only like three or four hours from Kansas City, Missouri, so I'm I'm close to home. And then if you're oh, heading yeah. back, you know, you can drop down into Colorado. And I lived there for eight years, and Colorado is breathtaking. Um, yes. It's amazing. But what are your what are your shows like? Like, how, what do you do at a show that maybe sets you apart from anybody else? Well, um, I don't know. You get shirtless. I, I, you I, get shirtless, don't you? No. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I do. No. Uh, <laughs> you do? Oh, I, I have. I do yeah. get very sweaty. When, when I say that's what we look like sweaty on our on our EPK, I mean it. Because within a song, I am very sweaty. I only know, like, one other musician that sweats more than I do. <laughs> but, uh, so so we get pretty sweaty. Um, on, on a good night, every, everything just sounds perfect. Uh, I I will say we're, we're pretty good at... Um, at jamming too and so we're, we're it's something we've been developing trying to get like a just a, a set kind of show and flow of things and uh, we were working on it tonight uh before i called you and that to me is that's what we need to be doing to like to kind of get to this next level because right now we're we're very much a we're at home at a dive bar okay like whether there's a fight happening there's, you know, a $5 cover, nothing big. We're not making a lot, but that that's where we're at home. Mm. And so to, to get to that next level, 
we have been trying to to kind of like create this flow that I admire that other acts do where it's just kind of like a block of music, you know? And, um, and I think that is always something that, that stands out to a crowd when you have a, a, a set way that you kind of do things and it's very, it doesn't have to be robotic or anything like that, but it's, it's, it's these, these cornerstone moments where it's like everything comes together, you know? And, and we are, we've been working on that and I think it's getting a lot better. And other than that, I think we just, we're, we are all very good individual musicians. And when we come together and play and it's really tight because we are very tight. Um, and we get tighter all the time, but, uh, when we, when those moments do come together, it really shines. And, uh, I don't know, we have fun with it. I think that that's a big part that I'm, I'm a pretty serious person about what I like to do and that's music. But I think we do have a good time with it, and that's something I don't see a whole lot of people doing at the moment. I saw them doing it, you know, a few years ago, but it seems like everyone's kind of hurting right now or something. And uh, I see a lot of people not having fun with it right now, but we're trying to. I want to see you at a dive bar. That's my jam. Dive bars are my jam. I would love to do a dive bar North American tour. That would be oh. wonderful. Okay. <laughs> All right, look, I'm I'm going to turn myself into a booking agent and help you do Please that. Please do. Yeah, let's oh, let's go, it. brother. Let's go. <laughs> if, if I could see the thing is, if I'm in a place long enough, I find the place that we would play at. But I, I I can't go all across the country finding those places. I wish I could. I need people to tell me like like, "Oh, yeah, that's the kind of that's the kind of bar that, like, you know, in my town I have like a an old kind of 70s style like cowboy bar it's really smoky because you can still smoke in there it's low uh panel ceiling right with uh some like 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 pool tables and just a long ass <laughs> bar carpet for no real reason uh a dance floor and uh like a curse like a nascar curse hood for some reason that's up on the stage that's one of my favorite places if i could find that place in like all the towns we wanted to play in and like the southwest and stuff Oh, I would have a time. I would, I would have a, a wonderful time playing that tour. When my wife and I go out of town, which is often, um, it, we could do this. We, we could leave town every weekend if, if it was you know financially uh, a wise thing to do. Uh, we right. like we like to find the dive bars. Yes, it, they're it, they're they're gems, man. I've worked in. As a DJ, I've worked in like your standard nightclub where you're pounding them with, you know, rap and house music. And I've worked in country bars. Um, I've worked in a handful of dive bars and dive bars for a DJ are a little bit harder, at least my experience. Because yeah. in that bar, they're either jukeboxing it, karaoke in, or there's some kind of like either open mic or a, a band is playing. And if, if a venue, and I don't care what kind of venue it is, like as far as like, is it a dive bar or not? If if they regularly have live music, the DJ has no place there, which is totally fine. Yeah. Um, I have no problem with that, and I and it's funny because all these years of DJing, and it's you know it seriously started for me in 1990, so that's it's been a bit. Um, there, I missed all the concerts. I missed everything, and now like my wife and I will go. We went up to Portland, saw Paul Cawthon. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, and go see John Party in Midland. We love Midland. Um, All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We love Midland. Yeah. Uh, Drinking awesome. problem was the last song we played at our wedding, which we've only been married about two and a half years. 
Um, but that's Congratulations. like, thank you. She, <laughs> that's the only country band that I can get her into. I've got her slightly into Arlo McKinley and now she likes Tyler Childers because of all yarn. Oh yeah. Yeah. So oh, like yeah. it's, that's, that's mine and my girlfriend's song. Oh, it's such a, he, look, I send it to people that would listen to R&B and I'm like, check this out. And they're like, wow, this is so full. Like, th- this is great. He's got those pipes. He's yeah. got it. Yeah, he's nailing it. We're going to see him in Bend in August. I'm, I'm pumped. Because I've it's interviewed. A good show, man. I can't wait. Well, I've had on uh, his drummer and his bassist and his tour DJ on the podcast. And they're all three oh, I just. I love his drummer. Dude. His drummer's wonderful. Uh, he plays that Waylon style, you know, right behind oh, yeah. the beat. It, you know, oh, yeah. He, he's in the Perfect. pocket like nobody else that I've seen. Perfect. It, it's it, he is so good and he's funny as shit and I en- I enjoy chatting with him when when we have the time but um, let's talk about the next song we're gonna play it's Mama's Child tell me about that song Mama's, yeah, Mama's on- sorry only- Mama's Mama's only child my apologies Mama's only child uh, that's another song actually that I wrote several times uh, it used to be about like a breakup mm. um, it it didn't really hit for me uh, I also I. <laughs> it's kind of hard to play like breakup songs that are very specifically about something when you're, when you're in a different relationship with someone that you feel much better about, you know, yeah. it's hard to constantly play those songs that are just like straight up. Like, just very like, like direct, not, not a metaphor, very direct about someone else. And, uh, I ended up rewriting a lot of the chorus and, like the second verse to that and and to me now it's also very much about um depression and and i think it's the scarecrow that's in the song is that depression like that just existential dread of every day Mm. like this it is okay (laughs) you gotta get past it and then uh just like the the lyrics to me are kind of simple and i do like it uh like it starts out my tires are tired you know, my tires are tired. They're worn out. Now I'm just keep on spitting. You know, kind of, kind of mentality, and and that's where I was when I I finished that song, and that's where I was when I wrote most of this record. Uh, the ones that aren't ten years old, um, but that's very much the mindset of that that in, the entire record, and uh, and I think I think that it shows that, and it's just uh, it's, it's it's a rocker, man. It's an emotional rocker, I guess. Emo country is what I heard. Emo country, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know Joe, Joe Swank has his alternative, and I like the alternative a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, somebody somebody called it emo country a while back. So uh, I'm okay with that. I'm very okay with that. Well, let's play Mama's Only Child. Time keeps him 
What's what's on the horizon for Izzy Dead and the existential dread? Um, I think everything. Um, I, I don't like to get ahead of myself, so I don't want to make any grand like statement. But I I'm very happy with where we're at right now, and and where we have these kind of growing pains that we know we want to do more, and so that's kind of what we're putting into motion at the moment. Just getting getting our live show to a next level. Um. I, I think uh, there's a hundred things I follow every day to make my craft better. Uh, I don't always adhere to, to doing that, but uh, I, I'm trying to elevate what we are doing as a, as a unit. And at the same time, I'm working on some solo stuff as well. Uh, I have a fuzz, <laughs> a fuzz stoner rock uh, EP that I want to release uh, at the start of summer. Uh, I'm two songs into that right now. I'm recording it with the person that I made that produced uh, What Hurts Most. Um, and it's got a, a different drummer, and then I do lead and and guitar, and, and actually the producer does bass. Um, <clears throat> and it's been a really fun project, and so I've had a lot of fun with that. Uh, it's it's everything that I want, kind of like a that, that groove stoner metal to be. Or not really metal, more stoner rock or desert rock. But... Um, I've had a lot of fun with that. Uh, also working on a, a like more of a singer-songwriter uh, country EP. Uh, that'll be later this year. Uh, 
Um, as a band, though, we very much have our second record done, like as far as how the songs go, and uh, and I'm, I'm ready to get to that because that's what most of our live shows sound like. Like we, it's about half and half. It's all very much one sound when you play it live, but to me, the the second record will have a much more '90s kind of not indie rock, but like um, just not not even grunge, just a '90s appeal to it, if that makes sense. Because hmm. I'm a '90s baby. I was born in 1990, and that's what I grew up with. And I love the guitar sounds of out of the '90s. I really do. And uh, I think that's a lot of what our second record's going to sound like. And um, and I have put in a ton of work finding venues and stuff. And so I think this year is the year we're gonna we're gonna wear our, our souls out, like, like getting around to gigs, man. Uh, that's really what I want to do. Is just I want to play everywhere we can play, and uh, see what comes out of it, and just keep on that grind. How can my audience connect with you and your music? Like, tell them about your social medias and stuff like that. Uh, we're on we're on all the socials uh, at Izzy Dead TX on Instagram, on TikTok, and on uh, Facebook at Izzy Dead TX. Um, let's see, is there another one? Uh, those are the big three, right? Those are the big three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. We don't have a Twitter. Uh, I can't, can't think of another social app right now. Is that it? I'll, <laughs> anyway, I'll, um, yeah, I'll link all of that and, and use your website. You have a link tree. I'll grab that too. We have a we have a link tree, and we also just as simple as izzydead.com, izzydead.com. Okay. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff. I I try to update that every every month, uh, and that that's got our merch on it. That's got what shows we have coming up. Um, and finally. I'm starting to play like five hours away from where I live, and that's a big step for us. Uh, I haven't I haven't really done that yet. We we very much are north northeast Texas contained. We've played a few shows in Alabama, uh, and then I played a little bit when I was in Arizona earlier this month. But we're very much contained to our pocket here in Texas, and uh, and we're getting out there. So like if if uh, you follow us on, I think we, we're on Bands in Town, we're on Song Kick, we're on uh, all the all the tour sharing uh, platforms. I do regularly update those as well. So if you want to see us live, it's on our Spotify, like if we're in your area. Uh, I try to keep all that up to date. This is the part of the podcast that, that, you, uh, that you found funny, okay? The most serious part. I'm going to ask yes. you the most, the most serious questions and I might have, I might have thrown you a little off of the course with these couple of questions. Are you, are you seated and safe? I'm seated and, and buckled in actually. Uh, buckled in. Okay, perfect. All right. All right. I want you to explain the internet to someone from the 1800s. Ooh. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> let's see. It's like it exists in your mind. I don't. I don't know where the internet exists, but it's like it. It's like there's this little thing that you can look up and magically make answers come up here, because uh, that's all the internet is now, right? It's just on your phone. We do everything on our phones. Um, I don't know. That's a hard it's one. Like huh? the wild, wild west. It is a hard one. That's a hard one. <laughs> For me, it's, it's it's like a lifesaver because every music, everything I would ever want to listen to, music wise, is on it. And at the same time, every 
just garbage comment that just every like just gar like just negative mentality like like just degrading of of society kind of statement is also on it <laughs> so <sighs> it's it, it's your user experience that you have to curate i don't know that's a hard one. I think I'm going to skip asking that one to anyone else because now looking back, that could be like a 15 minute talk. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love the internet and I hate it at the same time. Let's do a TED talk about the internet with an entire crowd of the 1800 uh, people from the 1800s. Me and you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway, I think, okay. I think we could do. Uh, there's that. There's that. Ban the internet. I think that'd be a good one. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> what if it? it if you're a superhero, what is your superpower? Ooh, I've always wanted to fly. I could fly; that'd be pretty tight. <laughs> it'd be uh, pretty tight. I, yeah, it'd be, it'd be pretty great. Uh, I think. I mean, can you just choose like the Superman powers? So I get. Yeah, yeah, have them all. <laughs> have them all. Have all of them. No, I. Uh, that's a that's a that's a hard question. Uh, I, th- I think any one of them could be as as interesting as it would be to have it. It'd be pretty maddening. Like if you could turn invisible, but who's to say you you could control that? Or if you could read minds, who's to say you wouldn't go crazy like like Professor X or something? You know, I would not want to um, be able to read minds. I'm fine right, with whatever right. you think about me. That's not my yeah. business. But that's I, Pandora's box. I don't sure. want to know it. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Let, let me live in my little weird world of not knowing what you think. <laughs> so, Let's just say I. I'd love to. I'd love to fly. Be super strong. That'd be great. I think. I think it'd be cool to fly. It, like if my wife and I and my daughter and I could, and, and my son too. I have an adult son. If we could all just fly, and go to games like baseball games in Kansas City. I th- that's what I would do. I would. I'd. I'd. I'd fly there, and go to go to home uh, baseball games. Eat some barbecue and then fly back to Oregon. That's what I would do. Heck yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, actually, I just thought of a better. Uh, I just thought better. I would love to fly. I'm sure it's exhilarating. Teleportation, right oh, there. Yeah, boom. I don't know. I, I think teleportation might be pretty, pretty, pretty game changer. <laughs> okay. I, I think I'd love this That'd is be what mine. this is what I'm doing. I'm gonna teleport to the next Izzy Dead show. Right on. <laughs> You'll know me by the white beard and either the Chiefs or the Royals hat. You'll know yeah, me. Yeah, you be wearing that Chiefs hat for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We're playing in. Uh, we're playing in. Deep Ellum in Dallas uh, on Friday at this place called the Wounded Ostrich. I'll see you there. Okay, I'll see you there. <laughs> if you see a guy yeah. in, a, in a Chiefs hat, it's probably not me. I'll be home. <laughs> yeah, there might be a lot of people in Chiefs hats right now. Right now, yeah, just this once. Yeah. And speaking of the Chiefs, what's the big deal with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? I don't know. Uh, I think t- Taylor Swift's uh, uh, just uh, one of the biggest superstars I could think of of our time and probably of pop ever. Just of, of culture right now, for sure. Um, and Travis Kelsey's a beast, man. He's a he's a he's a, he's a mean guy. He's a mean looking guy. He looks like he gets stuff done. You know what I uh, what I'm enjoying it's about it? Definitely one of my favorite tight ends in the NFL for he, the last few years. Yeah, he's a stud. It, it's it's something else watching him run routes and and be so oh, yeah. big. You know, big upper body Mark. and. He leans into it with his shoulders, and it's like, how do you get that done? I, I played football a little bit, and that's he's what he's doing is is a, another level of tight end. Um, oh, for sure. The thing I enjoy, though, before I let you off, is what's happening in Kansas City because of Taylor Swift. 
you yeah. know, looking at my home city and and having a love for it from a distance because I couldn't live there again. Um, there, I'd have to be able to take my entire family there, and there's no ocean, so you know. Um, yeah. But I I enjoy knowing that there's that this superstar is enjoying Kansas City. I think that's a neat Absolutely. thing because Kansas City is a it small is. city. It's not a big place. It you know. Yeah. In the grand scheme of large places, it's it all said between Kansas and Missouri and all the suburbs, it's 2.2 million people. But if you take all that away, Kansas City, Missouri is smaller than Portland, Oregon. That's insane. Yeah, it's totally insane. But hey, look, man, I really look. I really appreciate this time with you, Colton. Thank you Absolutely. so much for doing the podcast with me. I I really want to have you back on. We'll talk offline about that. Um, but I'd love to, man. Thanks for your time with this. Thank. Have a good night. Absolutely. You too. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. I'm going to have him on to talk about his other stuff, his other projects. I I want to know about this uh, this you know other uh, genre that he's diving into. Maybe not diving into for the first time. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But I want to know more about what he's doing that that's aside from is he dead and the existential dread. Um, again, like I always say, get in there and listen to the music, uh, buy a hat, buy a T-shirt, maybe even send it to a friend somewhere else just so they can introduce, get introduced to this music. All these musicians are working hard to entertain, and I love it. I'm here for it, so dive in. Um, want to thank Royal Coffee Roasting. Uh, want to thank Moxley Media and A Look Design. Y'all are great. We'll see you next time on Welcome to the Woodshed. Bye-bye. Take it away, rascal. You're welcome for listening to the woodshed. Oh, thank you for listening to the woodshed. We hope to see you next time on the woodshed. Thank you for listening what's on our minds. Oh, thank you.